too. I need the darkness. The sound of their boots drives me onwards as I pound up the steep hill towards the park. Anaerobic fear floods every muscle, driving me up and over the ancient, rusty, wrought-iron gates. The crack of my knees on concrete is as loud as a gunshot, and then I'm up again, and I'm tall and strong, and I'm gone. The path circles the hill, snaking around it, crushing it over decades in its many loops. It steadies my legs, and I cut sharply to the left onto the silent grass and head uphill for the white Victorian bandstand that squats at the summit. Straight through the middle of it I leap, and now I'm a lightning bolt shooting into the hedge at the edge of the park. Just before impact, I twist and land on me belly, sliding underneath the bushes where I roll onto my back and lie stock still. A Keith Moon sound check is exploding from my chest, and the pressure in my ears is unbearable. My heart will surely burst through me ribcage and forsake me. Breathe, hold, then count to ten. If my heart's escape bit is unsuccessful, then it will be forced northwards into my throat where it will surely get lodged and choke me. Breathe, hold, count to ten. Keith's frantic solo begins to settle into the rhythm of an actual song, and I focus on Daltrey's passionate voice and try to regulate my breathing. Out there in the fields, Roger? I had to fight for my meal in a chip shop. The Who are playing live in the Fort Hill bandstand. Who'd have thought it? The entire population of the town is packed under the surrounding hillsides and hanging out of the ancient trees. If Townsend smashes that guitar, I am kicking for the front and fighting for every last fucking piece of it. It's a healthy five minutes before I'm in control of myself. They won't find me. Lying down in the dark will always hide you. I know this park like the back of me bag, and if necessary, I'll push through the hedge and jump at the wire down into the convent school below. As their voices reach out for me, I can clearly distinguish their individual accents. Belfast, mostly. Maybe one or two from Derry or Coleraine. You're not allowed to have local policemen in a war where people get shot in their beds, or on the school run, or in the car park after church in front of their kids. As their patter recedes, my fear is replaced by the smugness that accompanies the outwitting of the law. I am a guerrilla warrior at one with my terrain. Warm in my well-chosen hide... I consider the Viet Cong in the jungle and the French resistance in the hedgerows of Normandy. I think about the Apache warriors in the Arizona foothills and the IRA drinking pints of Guinness in the Hatfield Bar on the Ormo Road in Belfast. Take away tumbleweed and some pools of puke are all that remain of the most important night of our lives. There's another, thicker, darker pool where his head used to be. Why is there never any black blood on the telly? Why is the blood on our screens always bright red? Accident and emergency in the hospital is where they'll be. Those poor, frightened fuckers from the country. Wondering if their friend will live and how the hell they will ever get home. Mogullion will be tucked up in his bed by now, sleeping it off. His big, fat, lazy cow's tongue stuck to the roof of his mouth as he greedily tries to suck frozen coke from a glass bottle in his dreams. I want to climb through his window and piss on his bloated bastard of a face. The usual stragglers from out of town are stranded at the taxi office, but only two of them are nearly female. A fog's beginning to gently cover the shoulders of proceedings as a few cars screech past at speed, showing off to an audience long since departed. Ghostly lone riders, endlessly cruising a pointless one-street circuit. They never stop or talk to girls... They just roar around in an angry state of delusion that someone actually gives a fuck. 
The old Ritz cinema sits slumped at one end of the street, and on my way home every Saturday night, I stop here to smoke and reminisce. Our Friday night scout meeting would decamp to the flicks every third week of the month, and in the back row I would laugh and smoke myself sick with Fingers Fitzpatrick and Jelly Flanagan. I fell in love in there for the first time, slouched in one of the big red velvet seats in the freezing damp mouldy stalls. She never found out, but I really did love her. She had fallen already for one Indiana Jones Esquire as he battled insects and snakes and religious fanatics in his desperate attempts to save her from the Temple of Doom. I was nine years old. When I got home that night and climbed into bed, I fought thirty-seven crocodiles and scaled tall buildings and downed shots of whiskey and whipped evil, dark-skinned megalomaniacs to death and I won her heart. I didn't know why I loved her or what I wanted her to do about it, but I wanted her to be mine and mine only, and I wanted...